Chris, mate, don't you hate it when there's uh, other podcasts that really try and get their listeners to leave five-star reviews to subscribe and follow? There's nothing I think is more tragic than podcasters trying desperately to get their ratings up by begging their listeners to give them five stars now. Five stars on Apple now, shitbags. <laughs> How did the cards work? Are they like debit cards? Like- yeah, like the card is completely blank. It's just a white card. I should like, from the get-go, like I was just like, this is so shady, but it was recommended by a good friend. <laughs> I trusted my friend and I went with it. Like, it wasn't any weird drinks, is what I was surprised about. I thought we were going to be drinking like petrol and things like this. They can f- they they I'll fight anyone on this. This is the best fight of Guinness in the world. Yeah, really nice. is. That was the most Irish sentiment I've ever heard anyone say. Ever. That was beautiful. It's the best yeah. Guinness ever, and I would fight anyone that says differently. Well, what was crazy for me was just how we just went out for a pint, and then two hours later, I'm in this multi-million mansion in Chelsea. Yeah, you're in a house. <laughs> the most expensive floor you've ever stood yeah, on. Yeah, literally. Jesus. Is there someone you want to ask? Yeah, what episode is this, Chris? Oh, I have no idea what this is. I don't know. Could be fucking 46, 47. Better not oh, be 44. That's not, not, not the question I was expecting, to be honest with you. So you frightened uh, me. What was I meant to? Oh, shit, I've forgotten what I was meant to ask you. <laughs> I'm still in a mood because we've missed my birthday episode, which would be the episode of the same age as me, which is never going to happen again because unless we stop for 10 years to do another episode when we get to season five, I'm never going to be at the same age as an episode. What if that does that sense. even mean? You the psychopath. 44. You think you're only going to 10 years. past episode 44, so the only next episode I might hit is 50. Oh, fucking, I don't know. Yeah, but we're going to do that this season. We're going to do that this season, and we've done 45, uh, maybe. Anyway, what did you want me to ask you, Chris? Well, don't worry about it. If you've forgotten, that's cool for me, because it gives no incriminating evidence, and I can get off scot-free, and I'll never have to talk oh, about the you trolley. Mean about the sh- I thought you were going to talk about it later, about pooing in a shopping trolley. Oh he's built up suspense well are you going to talk about it now no no drop it now Chris if we want to if we want to start shitting at the beginning of the episode let's do it well I thought we'd lower the dulcet tones of this episode by just cracking on with defecation you know okay do it first of all what supermarket was it Um, it was a Sainsbury's trolley if I'm not sorry got that wrong it was Waitrose hence hence the protest that's Mm. that's pretty oh you just went up a level yeah 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 it was one of those elevated trolleys it's not quite deep enough to do a full shop but like sort of an elongated basket you know the type the little small single trolleys or the middle ground yeah that's the one the sort of pointless ones because you can get everything you want in a a deep basket but you just want to be a prick and hold up the aisle type trolley Mm. with your weak hands yeah or you're an old lady who lives alone you should be in the shops this is pre-covid times yeah it still shouldn't be in the bloody shops so would you oh, like to say what you did to the um, the trolleys that are primarily for people with weak hands or old ladies? It was my 20th birthday, and I thought, well, let's crack on and just, I'll have a shit in that. And um, someone who will remain nameless um, said, no, you won't. I said, I will. And you won't do that. And so I went downstairs. Well, no, I, what I did is I, I put cling film over the bowl, had a shit, wrapped it up, yapped it in the trolley, bish, bosh, bosh, shit in the trolley. You put, hold on, you lost me there. You put cling film over what bowl? Well, what do you think I'm going to do? Go out there in the garden, squat over a trolley with all the neighbours watching and have a shit, or yeah. shit in the house, the privacy of my own toilet, on a bit of cling film that I've strung over the bowl, wrap it up like a little Santa present, and then yam it in the trolley. Jesus Christ, Chris. That's psychopathic behaviour, man. No, it's Shit in a trolley makes that. sense. If you're a bit drunk, you feel like a shit, you shit in a trolley, fine. Nah, you, nah. going upstairs, shitting in a bathroom, pulling it out, putting it in a fucking plastic bag... Putting in the trolley is fucking psychopathic. That is like inanimate objects. I wasn't even midday, and I was doing that. And then, and then, yeah. And then, what was so the what? most astonishing about that is it had gone the next morning. So I assume a fox, but who knows? It could be a turd bird. The trolley or the or the the poo had gone. No, the turd. The turd had gone. The trolley okay. remained because no one wanted to touch it because they're all wet jobs. But the oh, the, the turd itself had dispersed. That is a weird one, Chris. That is quite I like scary. to think that once he laid the turd out in the trolley, like a little, yeah. you know, the pound coin slot just. Popped open and you got 
<laughs> and it rewarded you with a pound. <laughs> I don't like yeah. that. I would have yeah. nice touch. <laughs> just a, he obviously needs the money for a public toilet. Um, yeah. <laughs> so again, this is the story of the time I shot in a trolley on my 20th birthday. Happy so, birthday, me. So were you drunk or not drunk when no, you No, mate, did? I'm telling this by 11 in the morning. I'm sober as a judge. And they yeah. said, you won't, you won't shit in that trolley. And I'm like, you don't know me well enough. So off I pop, did the deed. No. But you didn't Don't actually, 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 actually. Well, yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, you're I'm right. going to be pedantic. I didn't Grits. Yeah, yeah, you didn't actually right. shit in a trolley. You put shit yeah. into a trolley. Yeah, that's true. That's true. For being pedantic sh- about it, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Knowledge just pulling a disappointed face in his whole friendship. No, this is no. I knew this happened. This is you know the next day he came to uni, and if we're doing this, he did put a shit in the trolley. I was like, cool. <laughs> I like it that it's Waitrose though. I like the fact you'd stolen a trolley. Yeah, no, as well, I like that. Really stuck it. We had a few trolleys at the time. I think we had at least four in our garden. Hmm. Because it was a hill and it was quite good to get back. You could just get in the trolley and shabon down. We were despised yeah. on that road. Despised, but fuck. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. to be honest, <laughs> your garden's covered in shopping trolleys full of shit. And I mean, I wouldn't be too happy. I mean, it's not it's not the best neighbour thing. You know, I get not be annoyed with my neighbours and the amount of cars they have. But, you know. Terrible. Yeah, good point. So, so, yeah. Just to lower the yeah. tone. Perfect, perfect time to introduce this week's guest, I think. Yeah, sorry. Now we've built him up. This week's guest um, is the wonderful Mr. John Cleary. He is an actor, so we're told, but not a drummer. And if you say he's a drummer, we'll come around your house and kick you in the bollocks. So please welcome John Cleary. Hey, John. Yay. Welcome, John. Hello, boys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. You're most welcome, sir. We're very excited yeah. for this episode. Very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. I've listened to quite a few episodes of this podcast. It's it's great. So as soon as Nalan asked me to come on, I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's go. I'm sorry. Nice. Sorry we gave you the worst intro that pre-ramble talk about Chris is shitting in a trolley. Yeah. No, and it gives me like a, a heads up of what we're about to get into. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have, you, have you had any sort of exciting defecation incidents in your young life? No, I haven't actually. I'm, I'm really, I'm really fussy about where I shit, you know, especially when even when it comes to like toilet plate or public places, public toilets and things like that. I'm, I am really like funny about it. So I can't say I've shat in a trolley Fair enough. or put shit into a trolley. Are you... <laughs> Are you like? Do you know anyone? Because I I don't think I n- know anyone. But do, do you know any of those? You got any mates that, that do the shit drunk? You know when they get drunk, they they shit themselves. Like, has anyone got any of those mates? Oh no. no, I saw like the ones that like get sick and everything. But yeah, yeah it's someone piss themselves, but never shit themselves. Piss themselves, no. not not pissed in a bin that they thought was a toilet. Just, just no, no, no. Pee just themselves, pee themselves. But this is like the first house party. Um, I didn't even know this girl, but it was just a house party that I went to. And I was like. 14 she, she was like the popular girl at this at, uh, my mate's school and she just looked at her like, <laughs> she pissed herself on my mate's floor I was like you're you're, tra- <laughs> you're fucking trash <laughs> oh year 10 <laughs> oh man this was like year year 7 or 8 this was terrible yeah yeah the fuck were you doing year 7 going around watching women piss themselves no, they so weren't you- women <laughs> They were just other people in, in that year. year seven. You were in that year. It was just too much WKD, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mental scenes. <laughs> How about you, Gareth? No. No, I no, no. You're, you're approaching the age, though, Gareth. You're close yeah, to. Yeah. When I just piss myself when I have a drink, I'm giving it alcohol. Um, no, no. I remember. Uh, no, I haven't really done that. Yeah, no. I, I pissed the bed once a few years back. Here we go. And it was a, a weird one because a friend. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do a name or anything that says them, but. It's, but this person gave me a PlayStation 2, a very, very good friend. Ah, of course, um, that explains why you pissed the bed, but obviously. No, when he gave me the PlayStation 2, he said, you can have my old PlayStation 2 because I've got a PlayStation 3. And besides the point, I've pissed on it because he he was one of those people who would you know, wake up in the middle of the night and just piss in a cupboard by mistake and be half asleep. And he pissed on the PlayStation 2. And the first night I had it in my room, I wet the bed. I actually did, and this isn't even a joke. This is my adult, the only oh, one God. time as an adult I've pissed the bed. And I had that, you know, you when you just have that dream and you're like, just 
feel warm in, as if you're in the warm yeah, sea and then yeah, you wake yeah. up and you're like, oh shit. You suddenly realise. And that was the night I pissed my bed. Was so the what first you're telling me is you death. potentially have a poltergeist PS2 that makes yeah. people piss themselves. <laughs> 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 it only happened that one night. I don't know what happened. Like, but that what was... sort of fucking witch is going into sort of game and going, I curse the PlayStation yeah, 2. Or was he just a sympathetic piss? I don't know what it was. But that's well, to make you feel only... welcome, but it's a new house. Covering yeah, your rear, and I wasn't even drunk that night, so it was actually a weird. It was a very weird one. It's a bit like that other. We're getting a very haunted series this series, but um, no. So it was a very weird thing. But yeah, that's the only time I pissed the bed in my life, and that was because of a PlayStation Two. Well, I think that's all our sort of defecation bases covered. So we talked about shit and piss. Um, so John, um, every week, as you know, our guests come on. They tell us their three favourite places to grab a drink, and could be in pub, could be a bar, could be an area on the street where they like to drink with the homeless. We don't give fuck we are a broad church so mr cleary without any further ado where is your third favorite place in the world to grab a drink sir so i was um my third favorite place and i was a bit unsure about picking this place because it's really really difficult to explain but i said you know what if i can nail this like it'll be it's such a great <laughs> place to choose because it's really 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 unique and it's in prague in the city of prague and it's called I can't even fucking just, I can't even pronounce it. It's Club. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Club Zorkovna. <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, fuck me, Kopasafna. <laughs> yeah. It's called Club uh, Zorkovna. Zork- Zorkovna. There we go. Zorkovna. And um, like I was, I was recommended by a friend, a very trustworthy friend, who recommended this place. I was like, yeah, do you know what? Let's try it out. Um, so I was with my girlfriend, Jess, who you guys know. She was on this show as well. You went to uni and all that. Um, and it was really strange because when you get to the front door of the place, um, it's all like s- steel bars. And there's a man in a little ticket boot behind like steel bars. It looks like you're about to walk into a prison. And it's really And for the fifth really time in his looking. life, John's mate, who he trusted, had brought them to a prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust him, he's a really sound guy. He's a really sound guy. Ah, oh, it's a fucking prison again. Have <laughs> yeah, you never seen again. that film? What's that film where people go holiday in Eastern Europe and then end Hostel. up in the weird... Yeah, Hostel. 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 Don't worry. Yeah. These were the things that were going through my head. I remember like looking at Jess and just thinking, oh, it was nice knowing you. But I honestly thought we were about to yeah. get kidnapped and trafficked or something. But yeah. I was like, because of the friend <laughs> am I, I going to try and save you, Jess, or am I just going to run? I'm not sure which way it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah at least we've got an you. official Come building on. for trafficking. Yeah. Am I yeah. going to be a strong boyfriend or a weak man? <laughs> It was at that point John realised he should have Googled the name Club Sokova and he would have learned it meant Club Steel. (laughs) So before you go into this place, you have to... um they sell cards at the front door and you essentially have to buy it's almost like a credit card that you use in this pub like there's no um, they don't deal with cash or any of that inside the building this is where things start to get like really shady because I had to we had to pay like cash up front for this like plastic card and we were like shit okay well it's too late now we're going and we went in and this is where it gets tricky to explain it's the layout of this place and just everything about it. You go down these stairs, it's an underground spot. Yeah. And it's like, it's pitch black. Like you, it's so dark. Okay. And there's no <laughs> sense of direction. Like you can't just walk like straight. Like you have to go for a bit, then take a left, walk straight, then take a right, then to take a left again before eventually you like find this bar. And the bar is built out of like wooden pallets that they use for shipping. Like, you know, that you wooden pallets that you put yeah, you yeah. for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is, this is shady enough anyway. But no, it ended up being like a really, really, really cool experience because it was made up of loads of different rooms and it was built by like a group of friends and none of them are like, by by trade, none of them are like builders or anything like this. So they literally just got like what appears to be like old scrap and built this underground pub out of old scrap. And nice. like you have like, you have like um, seats that are made out of skateboards you have tables that are made out of like wooden doors. It's really just a door thrown on some bar kegs. And there you go. You have a table. And yeah, the place is just everything is just like DIY. But there's the thing that just really got me is because it was dark and there was just never any sense of direction in the place at all. But it's a really cool spot. Yeah. And they have like a stage where they do gigs and so, the drinks were OK. Like so when we, we paid like 20, <laughs> you fuck, sorry, 20, imagine, 20 pounds. Imagine in. being a band. Sorry. Imagine being a band and you having to do a loading and you have to walk your equipment through fucking pitch black. <laughs> <laughs> 
And how how big how big is this space, John? Is it massive or small? Little small rooms all over the place. There are small rooms, but I'd say they have like at least eight of these small rooms. Fucking hell! Yeah, you know? you're right now, then it would be tough, man. It, it would be fucking horrific, and you had to pay cash up front. Yeah, well, how did yeah. you call that get card? How flashy were you? <laughs> Not much, even. We said like, right, we'll have like maybe a few drinks. So <laughs> we put like. 20 quid on like each card and it was basically like five quid a drink so we got four drinks out, yeah. Yeah, out of each card nice yeah, how much how much are we willing to lose uh, 20 quid yeah how did the cards work are they like debit cards like yeah like the card is completely blank it's just a white card I should like from the get go like I was just like this is so shady but it was recommended <laughs> by a good friend <laughs> so, so I trusted my friend and I went with it and it was great it's the real how did this recommendation then, go was it hey John do you like dark spaces and pallets. <laughs> do you care about your life, John? Yeah. <laughs> How much do you value life, my friend? Very little. <laughs> I have perfect place for you. <laughs> no, really, I just like, I knew my mate was just back from Prague and I was going to Prague and I was like, any recommendations? And she's a really nice girl, so I knew she wouldn't, I knew she wouldn't do me dirty. So <laughs> that's why I went yeah. for her, her suggestion. And yeah, just like that, you just tap, tap at the... So you've got the card and then yeah. you just tap it. Um, okay. Sweet. It's clever, because I guess it stops theft. Did you leave your bags at, like, a, a thing, or did you have cash on you in your wallet, which I think yeah, sort like, of had, like, devalues we, we the we point. We kept all our stuff with us, but they just won't... They will only use these cards... I think it's I think because as well it's you can't enter unless you do like a minimum 10 quid because I think people if people go in there for one drink they get really fucking creeped out and leave uh, whereas yeah. like if you make them pay for their drinks first they can't leave <laughs> <laughs> they're more determined to get the drinks yeah, yeah. That's a genius business model. That's true. At a certain point, we were were ready to leave, but we had two drinks left, and I wasn't leaving without my two fucking drinks, so we just have to to go with it. Yeah, that's smart. That's good business. Unless they were pre-COVID. Well, regrettably, I'm yet to have the pleasure of going to the Czech Republic, but is is the beer as good as they say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the size of some of the pints you get over there is, like, mental. Like, they all come in big, massive jugs, and it's, like, two quid for this big jug of beer. And it's great beer as well. What were you drinking drinking in the club? Uh, I was sticking to just, like, the jars of beer. Um, I think Jess was drinking like like it wasn't any weird drinks. Is what I was surprised about. I thought we were going to be drinking like petrol and things. <laughs> they had like internal organs of Russians. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really just like beer, wine, like just, really, really simple, oh. simple menu. Well, trust me, my friend, it's very good. You take one drink, and then tomorrow you will wake up in a place you do not recognize. <laughs> and you- this whiskey has been filtered through bars. <laughs> and then he was just a guy standing at the end of the bar, just pissing his drink out for you. <laughs> a guy just pissing yeah. onto a PlayStation 2. It is for flavour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I wish I could think of a PlayStation name that I could have done a piss joke out of, but I don't play PlayStation anymore. Anyway, There's carry too on. Many. Does, um, <laughs> did you ever think of playing a beer pong in there? Because I like, I went, again, this is another house party story, but I went where they took a house party with my mate, Mr. Kane Walsh. He, he took off his door. <laughs> and just laid it out on the table and just use that as a long beer pong table. It was the sickest thing I've ever seen. Did you did you guys do that? At, um, did you guys have the opportunity to play that? At, at, at no, I think, to be honest, if you if you wanted to play beer pong in that club, like you'd probably need like night vision goggles or something. <laughs> so can, I, I, like I could barely that was, that was the creepiest thing is I could barely even see Jess's face oh. and we're just sat there talking to each other, oh, pretending that we're yeah. You're like, yeah, did you like not hear about the lights. creepy murder? Like, no, 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 I, I thought you like kind of walk through that and then you kind of like no, appear no. in this pallet kingdom. No, <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> the darkness is never ending. Welcome to the Maris HQ, or as we like to call it, the yeah. Pallet Kingdom. Don't mention the Suez Canal, it's a touchy or subject. Or Paradise. Very <laughs> <laughs> dangerous work in a darkened space. Um, yeah. So you, oh, it makes your band yeah, is thing even truer, Narlin. That it's dark as well, in, that you didn't realise mm-hmm. when you made that good comment. Yeah, and if... If the drummer loses their sticks, they can just rip off bits of palette. Yeah, we don't mention drummers this episode, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course we don't, do we? Yeah, sorry. We don't, yeah, that's into the drums. That sounds cool. So how do you know how to spell the name of the pub? So at least we... 
Yeah, L J U D M I L A Z O R K O V A. Just make that up. Lyudmila Zorkova. Can you spell it out with that? Trying to spell something, but you go F for Foxtrot. The other ones as well. Yeah, I always make a knob of myself when I'm trying to spell something on the phone. I don't know the phonetic alphabet, so you're just making shit up, aren't you, as you say it? B for, for B, you know, the little yellow things that fly around. Um, yeah. yeah. B for B. <laughs> B. A for yeah. A U. B for B, C yeah, for Q. See what I mean? But Q not like for when you stand in a row with people, but not what you play snooker with. <laughs> what sort of music are they playing in this club? That's what I want to know. Is it like some. Because I imagine some grungy cunt in a gas mask with like neon lights going. What type of trousers are you wearing, Chris? <laughs> yeah, Sorry, on, ones with no, mini not, pockets. Not, not like parachute pants, but trouser okay. versions. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. This is part of their plastic. They're, 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 they're classy. Plastic, not okay. their own product. So, John, were they, were they up to Chris's fantasy standards? When I was there, there wasn't, like, live music at the time. But just by looking at the stage... Like it had like Jesus Christ! It had like chains hanging down and it had like dolls hanging upside down. <laughs> I told you! So, I told you! I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> Some guy said ecstasy swirling the glow stick. I fucking knew it. This this place just gets darker and darker, doesn't it? Each time <laughs> you think it's going to get lighter and lighter. I mean, it started just a dark thing of getting this paying this money to go down to this weird sell place and then you're like oh no it's getting nicer it's getting nicer no it just gets dark yeah it sounds like one of those where like, John goes to try and find the toilet and he opens the wrong door and some guy's just getting interrogated with some fucking car yeah, battery yeah, the, more, the like, more I do piss on his face piss on his face <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get into the rhino yeah. <laughs> oh this man very bad what am I doing why am I doing accents shit the bed I'm sorry I'm sorry Czech people I don't actually know what you sound like <laughs> It's like diplomacy with Gareth, isn't it? Yeah, I'm very sorry. There we go. Number one is on our list, the sort of equivalent of the Overlook Hotel in Prague. It is uh, Lyudmila Zorkova, and it is on our third favourite list. So, John, what is our happy medium? Where is your second favourite place to grab a pint, sir? My second favourite place to grab a pint is called Le Coupe Fall, and it's in Brussels city centre. And yeah, it's a really good kind of spot for if you're just looking for a quiet drink, it's a great place to go. But also if you're looking to like get a good night started, it's a really good place to go as well. Um, and it's just off. Do you know in like Brussels, they have Le Grand Place and it's like yeah. all these golden buildings yeah. lit up and it's real. It's literally just off um, that main square. So it's like in a good, good location. But it's basically um, it's like a house but they've really kept all the attributes of a house. Now, there isn't like a kitchen sink and things like that, but things like armchairs and lots of paintings on the wall. Um, so it is really like you're walking through a house and like there's like the hallway and where the like, say, the living room would be is where like the bar is. And then if you go further back, like another room, that's like actually just full of like couches and armchairs. And the whole place is always candlelit. No matter, no matter what time of the day, it's just candlelit. What with the candles, those long candles and, um, you know, like the big stick ones so yeah, it just yeah. sets like a, a really cool atmosphere and there's always every time you go there there's this um this kind of old man he's like he has like a I, first person I think of is Danny DeVito <laughs> he has that kind of build kind of old and he's man. wearing like a cap yeah and yeah. He, he he looks like he he's in a, in the mafia or something and he's always rubbing his hands together <laughs> and he's the one who brings you in and, and shows you to your seat well, that's because he's cold because it's only lighting his fucking candles <laughs> yeah sure do you, do you do you only go to places where weird men <laughs> bring you in? <laughs> do you only sort of go, oh, uh, this man looks dangerous. I mean, you know, this guy, he looks yeah, like he's in the best nights in the forest. They're yeah. the best nights. <laughs> do you just have this thing where you have to be scared for your life to enjoy your first pipe? You're just there, oh my yeah. God, I need this drink. Yeah, it makes <laughs> yeah, the first drink so much better because you're just absolutely yeah. shitting yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm still alive. It's <laughs> like my last beer. Oh my god! <laughs> well, no, so it's Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah, Danny DeVito. He brings you to your seat, brings you your menu. They have a really good selection of like Belgian beers, nice wines, things like that, and. It's usually the place does have like a here we go again with old men and like this sense of like it's like a romantic spot, okay? But you can go there with your mates and just have like a really good time. But there has been like occasions where we've been in like a big group 
and some of us were a bit too drunk and we were like a bit rowdy and we were just in the wrong place at the wrong time where like the whole place was just like shut the fuck up and <laughs> yeah but usually usually you just go with like a few mates have like some like cozy quiet few drinks and yeah just the whole interior of the place yeah, is amazing when you because it's like it, it's random furniture and stuff but it's like nice furniture and the place has like really good character mm, and that's, that's the best way like, to, to describe it Mm, yeah. how, how quickly do you reckon this place could set on fire if a candle just fell on something? Because it sounds like it would go up instantly. Yeah, I'd say instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Not with Danny DeVito there, he'd sort of have. He'd just slice a yeah. few people's wrists no, to put totally, it out with the This blood. sounds like an always sunny episode with a gang... Like, so I just, gang I, I just feel like bar. that flew under the radar. He'd do what, Gareth? He would slice ten people closest to his wrist so the blood would put the fire there out. I wanted to make sure you two didn't miss that. He would slice the patrons' wrists and put the fire <laughs> yeah. out with the blood. Yet more evidence there, listeners, that Gareth Fox... Put the fire out with the blood. Out yeah, with more, the blood. More, uh, more, more evidence that Gareth Fox is a stone-cold fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah, I think you've missed the the family home vibe that they're going for at that fucking pub, mate. Eh? Okay, what's the what's the thing in the neck called? The thing that spurts the blood jugular. out. I can go with that one if it's but yeah, jugular. He slices the people nearest to him in the jugular and puts out the fire with their blood. Is that better for <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, that's Chris? much more acceptable. Is that? Yeah. Is it more funny or not? I don't know which line works best. Hmm. Edit it now that you edit it. Which no, that's good. This is going in raw. <laughs> he chops his off their. He chops off their penises and throws the foreskins like a fire punch. Are you sure over. you haven't been drinking? Are you sure? Because <laughs> I'm sure I haven't been drinking. It's the remnants of a mental case. He chops their foreskins off yeah. and throws them in. He's very concerned <laughs> about you. I'll send. I'll send that sound bite to either of these bars, and then Gareth will get a. Gareth will get a job in the next 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he just turns up with a, with a, with a handwritten envelope and a, and a shipping container full of pallets saying build. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. John, you presented with this menu. Are you going for Delirium, Lefe, Who Garden? What's your, what's your Belgian beer of choice, sir? I think the nicest one is a triple Camelite, but I always, even though that's the nicest one, I will always Ooh. go for a Develle. Oh, um, nice safe choice. Oh. Nice. Safe choice. Because um, I find the thing with Belgian beers is obviously they're so high in percentage, but they are actually quite heavy as well. So you don't drink mm. them too quickly. Mm. And I think Duvel is like the perfect medium where they have like, yeah, this stuff, high percentage. It's a good Belgian beer. Um, but, you know, they're not too sluggish because most of the Belgian beers are very sluggish compared to what yeah, we drink yeah. over here. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd have to go for Devel all the time. The Devel, I think that's is it the triple? That's the green label? That's the one that I like. There you what go. Is there you go. Like, Enjoy. Is this one of the green label Belgian people? No, that no, no, that's the one. Yeah, it's, it's the Devel triple. That's the one I like. There you go. I want Deal the green label. On the, there is a beer called Red Label, isn't there, Alan? But no, it's Devel, but it's like the triple. Oh, I can't okay. remember. It's like the triple. Oh, the triple hop one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, that's good. That. That has like yeah. that's just like extra tasty. Yes. Yeah, it's, tri- it's mm. tripled in hops, so yeah, it's even tastier. Um, but like the Belgian beers are crazy. I mean, they do like strawberry flavored beer, and like you know, over here you see like fruit flavored ciders and things like that. But over there, they just shove it in beer, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you like that? Do you like the fruit flavored? No, no, way too sweet. Very yeah. bitter. They're really bitter. The those Belgian mm. beers, but um, yeah, I'm kind of playing. Duvela is like the most popular beer there, so I am mm. kind of just going with the simple option you know it's a tasty option it is it's very good yeah, yeah. Chris what's your it's okay, it's okay. I, I have I have the finest beer I hit beer Mecca when I went after meeting I've, I've discussed this before after meeting beer Ollivander um, I hit beer Mecca and I will always keep it in the vain attempt that one day I, I encounter it again and it's the fear fluter and that is and that's beer mecca and, and I've never seen it again since um, you try to find it online and they want like 18 quid to import it per bottle and I ain't made a money um, but yeah that's my views on Belgian beer 8.5% the entire thing's in Dutch or Belgian or something I don't know it and uh, <laughs> there it is so yeah that's my view on Belgian beer and the fear fluter he's a good boy he's a good nice. boy I also like a delirium, don't get me wrong. I don't mind a delirium. And, 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 yeah. Uh, is Blue Moon Belgian? Blue, Blue Moon. Blue or does Moon. it pretend to be Belgian? Oh, Blue Moon. Um, I don't think, I think they sell it there, but it's not a, I'm pretty sure it's not yeah, a Belgian. Yeah, 
It is, but who garden is, isn't it? It's who garden. Oh uh, no, blue moon, Belgian white. Belgian, Belgian. yeah. Because I, I like a blue moon seat because oh. the, the cladder, as Nalin will attest, they used to do a fucking stunning blue moon with an. I'd never seen it before, and I, I mocked it at the time. A segment of orange, and I mean a fat off segment in a blue moon floating <laughs> in it, and I was like, "Fuck off, you poncy wankers!" But it was oh, stunning. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants vitamin C? Yeah, who wants Belgian fruit in there? Oh, was... you wet jobs. Disgraceful. Stick a sausage in your hot dog. Originally, originally brewed in Golden, Colorado. Ah, oh, can't have it. Boom. Can't have it. There we are. What was it? Which one was? Blue Moon. Bye bye, Blue Moon. Oh, but look, it does have a segment of orange in it when you Google it. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. I never noticed. Yeah. Beautiful thing, there we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's my take on the Belgian biz. I want to I just jump back to the pub there, John. Do you know who? Do you know who the house belonged to? Does it does it look like a house on the outside to start with, or is it like a normal entrance? Like to be honest, because on the outside they do have like that's like the little smoking area where they have these like little garden chairs. They, it almost looks like um, a little cafe to start with. But right. I mean, the front door is just like, it's just a front door, but I mean, it's always open. And I think the reason why they have Danny DeVito working there is because it's a very popular spot and it's very busy. So like there does be the odd time where you have to like stand and wait for a table, but you're more than happy to do that because it's, it's worth the experience. Definitely. Nice. Nice. And what happened that night that you and your friends got drunk? How did they make you aware that you were Oh, did you not hear? Danny DeVito went around slapping people in the jugular. (laughs) (laughs) Jugular is funnier. I prefer jugular. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you survived, Chris. John. Not Chris. Chris, I don't care about. I'm glad you survived, John, to um, be on this episode and tell us about this. Um, So so did did they sort of just go, hush? Hush? How is how do you say hush in Belgium? I, I don't know if they have it. It's just a shush. Yeah. yeah. Well, you famously don't know what Belgians sound like, so yeah, yeah that's true. They sound <laughs> like Poirot, don't they? But no, usually, um, kind of what happened was it was like half of us were like, I don't say what I say. Oh, so it wasn't me, right? Just putting that out there. <laughs> half of them were absolutely shit faced, and then half of us were like only on like on our second or third drink. So it was quite obvious to me that like the whole place was looking and we were, we're it's very cramped in there you have to like squeeze past people to get to tables and things like that so our mm-hmm. big noisy group were sat like i had like a couple to my back like a couple to my right like <laughs> it was quite odd we were right in the yeah. thick of it um, and then at one point danny devito did come up and be like shut the fuck up essentially um, <laughs> and then when he did that i got really embarrassed some some of us were too drunk to care some of us were really embarrassed we we're like let's just finish these drinks and get out of here we'll go yeah. somewhere where we can be noisy and drunk and you know <laughs> yeah shut the fuck up my no. kids trying to do homework <laughs> oh my god darling and did you find somewhere to get properly drunk in there after yeah it's kind of where we just always end up it's an irish bar called o'reilly's and they do karaoke every night and yeah you know you're trying your best to stay away from it because it's the same shit it's like a sticky floor karaoke kind of thing but we ended up there that's how we ended our night every single night <laughs> it's the only safe place when you're pissed yeah and, uh, and you'd be, you'd be walking in the front door you'd be like I'm not going in I'm not going in and then you're like at the bar ordering a point and like I'm not going in I'm not going in yeah. but yeah you're just there for the night then you know <laughs> it is totally I know that feeling to how much are you paying for a Bavaria O'Reilly's because I came across a place but I was exceptionally drunk at the time the hall passport incident and it was one euro for a pint of Bavaria and I was like thank you God was that Mm. um, a sports bar it could very well have been it was very unclassy there was a big bar I sat on a stool Um, everyone looked like fellow pissheads that could have been the sports Mm. bar Um, wasn't far from the main square at all not far at all yeah I think I know the exact spot you're on about Um, they do like an all day happy hour they do happy hour like right (laughs) up to Literally up to like 12 o'clock at night. And it's like one euro beers, one euro shots. (laughs) It was absolutely stunning. (laughs) Nice. This is the day you phoned Narlin, isn't it? That's the one, And everybody else. That's the one. The day I broke Narlin's heart, yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't didn't break it until episode two, I think it was, wasn't it? He thought you were... He thought... See, did you hear that one, Narlin? Chris had phoned Narlin when he was completely drunk in Brussels. I can't remember the reason you phoned him. Just tell him you love him or something. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And then Narlin... Like always been chuffed about this. Chris is his best friend. He phones him when he's pissed, 
And then Chris was like, yeah, you're about the fourth person I've found. Yeah, like, oh, no. And Darling was just like, after all these years, I think it is. But I said it's because it was a That is savage. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, so, so yeah, that was one of the saddest stories when Chris broke Narlin. I'll never and go never to Brussels. You're all right, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm coping. <laughs> good, good. He's not really. He's not really. No. I've had to. I've had to hold him occasionally in work. Yeah. I've had to talk about it. It's horrible. <laughs> I've been aiming for the jugular. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. Before I break yeah, your no, so, hearts. <laughs> so yeah. So happy hour. So this sports bar you were in, Chris. How far away is that from where John was? Oh, John. How far away is that from where you were? Uh, I'd say nearly a five minute walk. Very close. Okay. Very, very close. So we're close. talking... So when you say the main square, it is that massive square in the middle of Brussels. I think I've been yeah, there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The and then the main square. That's, kind of, that's where all the best bars are kind of based around in. You do have like your little gems out in the side streets of the cities, like the local, where people drink locally, yeah. you know, those old men bars where you just go and get mm. absolutely hammered and no one gives a shit. They're great. But if you're looking for the ones with like different character and like different themes, you kind of stick around that main square bit. Cause the drinks are fairly yeah. well priced. I mean, if the sports bar Chris was in, you get till happy hour till 12, you get drinks for a quid. And then just in any other bar, really, you'd pay about four quid for like a good Belgian beer. Damn. Mm. Which yeah, is pretty it's good. Not, it's not, yeah, it's not too bad. It's pretty fair. Mm. So yeah, it's that, these are, oh, sorry, Chris. I was say, it's certainly much better than London. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, nice. These are two strong pubs you're putting in on your third and second choice. These are very strong, sort of quite interesting, desirable places to see, sort of. I'm a chicken shit, but yeah. Good. Miller's Zorkova and Le Coupe La Folle are in, so it's time for the big one on that note, John. What is your favourite place to grab a beer? Does it I love have a place... man at the front who scares the shit out of you? Carry <laughs> <laughs> on anyway, sorry, I was just here. I love a place with character. That's my favourite thing, is good drink and like a bit of character to the pub. So we're going back to my hometown in Ireland, uh, in Newbridge, and it's a pub called Con Cummins, and it's your most stereotypical old man pub but it's my favourite favourite pub because the place hasn't been renovated since like the 1970s and that's not an exaggeration like it actually hasn't um, it's, a, it's a small hidden away bar um, you wouldn't really notice it if you walked past it kind of thing it's, it's really hard to explain that but you really just like don't notice it at all and it always it took me like it took me and my mates actually like a couple of weeks to build up the courage to walk in there because we knew that it was like for a certain like the, they had their regulars and that was it do you know what I mean yeah. one day we were just like no fuck it we're going in I need to see what it looks like and we went in and my jaw dropped when I walked in because like in the best way possible it's like what it's like stepping into a time machine and it reminds me of like have you ever seen like old new fools and horses like that bar like it's just really old and it has like red carpet which is like from the 70s or 60s it still has the old telephone where you like have to you know circular well, how do I describe it oh, yeah. you ring back oh, you ring hell, back the buttons it? no has, yeah, yeah, yeah. It still has one of them with like the old taxi cards on the side of it, so you can like call yourself a taxi. And it still um, works. No, 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 no. Oh, but okay. it, it's not like an antique that they bought. Like it's actually just been. It's st- just left there. It's still yeah. there, sort of thing. And Jeez. like even like the roof, the roof is like bending in a lot of places because you're like, like you know, the place hasn't had any maintenance work in like <laughs> forty-five years or something. All the nicotines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it down. like yellow ceilings, like even like all the lampshades around the place everything about it is just old 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 but it's in nice. so, it's it's in a good way you know you don't go in and be like oh this place needs a touch up like that is mm. the last thing you want them to do is to touch anything it's like um the whole pub is like an art like a, an artifact or something and you need to preserve it and <laughs> keep it as old nice. as you can and it also does the best pint of Guinness in the world. I'm going, I'm, I'm going out there. I'm, I'm saying it. If anybody, if anybody wants to to come on the epi- another episode to discuss this matter of the Guinness, nah, right down. They can feel free. They, they, I'll fight anyone on this. This is the best pint of Guinness <laughs> in the world. Yeah, really nice. We should we should do a tour of pubs. Wherever anybody says the best Guinness, and we should all do it. Oh God, yeah, happily, happily. Oh, that, oh, that, was yeah. that was the most Irish sentiment I've ever heard anyone say. I mean, that was beautiful. <laughs> it's the best yeah. Guinness ever, and I would fight anyone who says to me. Fight them, fight you. <laughs>
You throw a snail at the house. Fucking up the road. Logo in the foam or no logo in the foam? No logo in the foam, mate. And no how big's the, the head? How big's the head? Um, how long is, is it safe for as well? There's, there is, there is a problem with too, too much head, and there is a problem with too little, and there isn't any exact measurement on what the perfect head on a pint of Guinness is. But do you know what? You just look at it and you say, "Fuck me!" Like that's it. That's the. <laughs> you know, no one's there with a ruler or anything measuring this the size of it. But you just <laughs> once you've drank enough of them, you just know that that's it. You can see it, and it's also to do like it has that like everlasting creaminess that when you finish the pint, the whole glass is still covered in like that lovely Guinness cream. Mm. And oh man, the temperature of it's perfect. <laughs> the creaminess is perfect. Place, though. He's, he's left this small <laughs> plane. He's gone elsewhere. He's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. rolled back we in the We need to a little theme tune while he's talking about that. <laughs> yeah. little twinkly theme tune. Nora, Nora, Nora. <laughs> 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 that, that sounds beautiful. That is, that is the, quite something. The type of pub that it is, like, if you want to, you know, if you're going looking to, I don't know, get a bit of football, watch a bit of football or something, watch a bit of sport, maybe a bit of music, this is not the place to go. It's a place mm. where you go to chat. And yeah. there's, even I've, like, had mates from Dublin and... When they were coming down to visit me in Newbridge, I was like, look, we're going to go and get this pint of Guinness and you're going to fucking love it. And you're going to love the pub as well. And every every time you bring someone in there, they all just go, oh, shit. Yeah, you were right. Do you know, I've never, yeah. I've never like it's become a thing now where I'm like, right, mm. I'm bringing you here. We're getting a pint of Guinness. And it's never, it's never, ever let anyone down. Are the other local, right. are the patrons friendly? Are they like, yeah. Or, I, like, they I remember the, themselves? you do kind of. I remember the very first time, like, it's like something from a movie, like you open the door and then like, it's just like complete silence and everyone like slowly turns and stares at you. But I was like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. You got this. <laughs> um, Getting my first pint of Guinness, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Sitting around, like I'm going back in a time machine, drinking the best Guinness. And there's like a tiny, tiny, as I was saying, you wouldn't go here for sports because it has like a 20 inch small telly behind the bar in the corner and that's it in black and that's white un- <laughs> in black and white yeah um, and yeah it's just that's why. Oh, what else can I say about it it's just if you just want a good pint of Guinness and a chat it's the well, place to you, go if you don't want a Guinness do you just leave well, like I've always imagined yeah, just, it's just, like, just, just get the fuck out <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted to hear that <laughs> no to be fair like mo- there is you'd see some people in there having like a pint of Heineken or something like that but Generally, um, the, whoever's behind the bar usually has like eight or nine pints set in. Because, you know, you have to let them sit first before you yeah. finish the... Oh, the use. shit. Like, when you go in there, you do yeah. see the Guinnesses flowing, you know, and the yeah, bar... I've seen that, yeah. Wow. Oh, fuck, mm. that's cool. It's like yeah. Have you never seen that, Chris? Where they've got no. fucking water bottles on they the side. They do the old shillelagh in them on church. I've been to the old shillelagh, have I, Gareth? No, that's because you're uncultured, ain't it? I've been to the Clara Ring and I've been to the Boren, as you well know, sir, and none of them yeah. I've seen Guinnesses stacked up to settle. Yeah, yeah, Unless that's why they're not good Guinness. Well, I get... And do you have a... Here's another one, John. Room temperature or slightly chilled? Oh, uh, this is Right, so Ooh. one thing I've noticed, <laughs> and this is not, I don't, I don't, it must be a marketing thing, right? But I noticed in a lot of pubs over here, you have this Guinness ice, mm. right? That doesn't it's exist. Crap. It loses all the flavour. That, yeah, that doesn't exist in Ireland. I've never, ever, ever seen that. It's it's um, an English thing. And I don't know if it's for, if it's a marketing or an illegal thing or something. It's like the same, um, the cider, you call it Magners, we call it Bummers. It's the same thing, but once you're in the UK, the name changes, mm. and you have this Guinness ice, which isn't it in it in Ireland. It's just Guinness, and I don't like room temperature. No, a warm Guinness that that would ruin anyone's day. But I don't like the mm. ice stuff either. So you need to get like it has to be that perfect chill. It's a complicated drink when you think about it. There's all these little right. factors that have to be right, and if they're not right, then the whole drink's just fucked. But you still drink it anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to not drink it. Do you... Last episode, we would... Somebody reminded me of... Caffrey. Caffrey's. Is that still around? Because that's an Irish drink, isn't it? Was that Guinness Factory? Do you remember Caffrey's? No. What's this? Mm. So I, I have... A, I remember it, and I used to drink it, but I can't remember what it tasted like, and I'm pretty sure it was Irish. It was like a sort of oh. a smooth ale. I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use I've not Google heard of Caffrey's then. now. <laughs> I'm just going to Google. Nolan. 
Yeah, Chris. Do you remember when a man who will remain nameless turned up to our Edinburgh festival with his suitcase at about ten past ten at night? Yeah. I stand by that was one of the best Guinnesses we've had. Controversial because it was served outside in a plastic pipe, but they'd come from Dublin Gate, so they'd flown over for the festival. It was the Guinness area of the festival, and they were all Irish bar staff, and it was like... Expensive for an Edinburgh pint, but fuck me, even in a plastic pint. Yeah, stand by. Was... Hell of a Guinness, wasn't it, Nadine? Hell yeah. of a Guinness. Yeah, I still remember that. And I thought, what a load of shit. How can there be any difference to the Guinness I'm getting in the pub next door? Oh, look at me, I've flown over from Ireland to part some pints. I was like, bullshit to you. But nah, fair play. Yeah. My God. <laughs> so there is some witchcraft there when you get all the uh, all those little factors right. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Like I noticed I got a pint in Weatherspoons the other day and it comes like, this is what a sh- I can tell you what a shithead is like, right? It's, it has <laughs> it's about five pounds to go, isn't it? You don't say Chris. Don't say Chris. <laughs> oh, oh, me, actually. Don't speak to me. Yeah. No, either. but it has these um these bubbles in the in the head of the Guinness and um, these little holes all dotted mm. around the top of the uh, pint. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And that's that's where you if you when you drink a pint like that, you're not gonna get that um you're not gonna have that like cream residue left over on the glass. Yeah, it's something wrong with the um I'm pretty sure it's to do with the pipes they use that they have linked between the keg and the taps. And the difference between that and a good head is that there is absolutely zero holes in the top of it. It's just it looks like soft whipped cream almost. Beigey mm. whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's, mm. that's that's the good stuff. Mm. There you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go, Con Cummins. And does that does that mean anything in Irish? Was there? A, is it Connor Cummins? Is it why Con Cummins? His his first name is either Connor or Conrad or just Con, and his surname yeah. is Cummins. Fair, got you. Mm. Cool. Right, safe. So hold on, before we go on, how big is New Bridge? Is it big or just a small town? Not as big as the old bridge, but big enough. Probably <laughs> <laughs> well, bigger, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Newbridge, it's a small, small town um, in rural Ireland. Well, small. No, it is pretty small. Like it has what a capacity of like tw- capacity it has a population of like 20,000 people. <laughs> if you can squeeze it on between the walls, yeah. yeah. So it's like twenty thousand people. Um, okay. As your supermarket and all that shit, but that's it. Awesome. That's a big thing in Newbridge. We've got a supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the town sign. Welcome to Newbridge. We've got a supermarket. The greatest one. Be grateful. Be grateful. <laughs> Well, there we go. Um, we had club, clubs took over in Prague. We had uh, Le Couple of in Belgium. And then we've got Cun Cummins and Newbridge in Ireland. So, John, what is your craziest mm-hmm. pub encounter story, thing you've witnessed, maddest thing you've done? Whatever you choose, so your craziest pub story. Okay. Um, I had to pick this out of like a bunch, but... I'm actually just going to go with the most recent one because some of them are just a bit, you know, they're great at the time and then the next day you're like, Jesus Christ, that was stupid. Or you're, you know, it's one of those just like really, really drunk things. So yeah. I'm going to go with just the most recent one and I still, uh, you look back and you're like, actually, no, that was still great. Where basically this would have been just before Christmas, before the lockdown and me and Jess were drinking in a pub called The Three Greyhounds in Soho. I don't know if you've been there. I don't think um, I don't know. No, it's a really good pub, that. actually. It's a lovely little pub. If you're ever in Soho, check out the Tree Greyhounds. This is not an ad, but it's a good pub. <laughs> and didn't make it in the top three, though, did it? No, it didn't. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. But we were having a few points, and we got a text off our friend who was on a date with this fella. And they were on a date in a pub nearby. And she was like, do you mind if we can join you for a drink? And we were like, oh, OK, a date must be going too well, but sure (laughs) join us anyway and she arrived with this um with this nice guy he was a really really nice guy um he's very well dressed um he had this like burberry bag with him he's wearing this like fancy ass coat he looked well off and we were having a few drinks and i was going well and eventually he was like oh do you guys want to come back to we were getting kicked this is when they had the curfew on the pubs oh yeah when they like kick you out at like 10 o'clock so it was only like 10 o'clock and he was like let's go back to mine. I don't live far from here at all. We can have a couple of drinks there. And we were like, okay, sweet. And we were like, let's book an Uber. And he was like, oh, I don't do Ubers. Black cab zombie. Oh, fucking we, hell. <laughs> we were like, oh shit, okay. And then when we were in like the cab back, we were like, oh, you sure? You know, your housemates are cool with this. And he's like, oh yeah, I don't have any housemates or anything. And we were like, oh, cool, 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 whatever. Because this guy, he was a little bit younger than us as well. So 
I don't know. We were just a bit surprised at the way he was acting a bit. He said, do you and like it- dark places and palettes? Yeah, <laughs> he's the complete opposite of the usual clientele that John's used to dealing with. <laughs> but we ended up back in one minute. I just remember like one second I could see Buckingham Palace and then about two minutes later, the taxi was stopping and we were apparently here. <laughs> and we're, yeah. And we were just like, fuck me. OK. And this guy, you know, pays for the, t- the taxi for us. We were like, sweet. And we arrive at this guy's house. And it's like one of those townhouses, the like four story ones. Mm. And we were like, who like, who do you live with? And he was like, oh, I live on my own. And we were like, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah. My parents bought this for me for my 21st. Fucking and we were hell. just like, what the hell? We get Fucking into this dude's hell. house and like, it was just the nicest house I've ever, ever been in. Like, it was... <laughs> I, I, I felt it felt wrong to like walk into this guy's house with my fucking Nike trainers on and <laughs> like it just felt like a sin but he was being totally cool with it he brought us in mm-hmm. he has all this big artwork on the walls um, and he was like we'll have a few drinks in the drawing room and we were like the drawing room okay so he brought us to the drawing room what the fuck's a drawing room yeah, exactly. drawing. exactly Where, what the I'm fuck is a drawing room plebeian. oh yeah right okay. come on now but we were in like the suavest fucking drawing room I ever seen there's a telly like bigger than a fucking car up on the wall there's <laughs> and like I, I noticed it was all very new like it was everything was very like brand new it looked almost like a showroom house and we kind of asked you know who designed the room and he comes out with this like actual like artist name and this artist designed this room for him I thought he was going to say like oh my dad or like me or but no he comes out with this like artist and I was like whoa shit okay and then he was like what do you drink I was like wine he was like follow me brings me down to this fucking like wine that's not a cellar because it's not a room it wasn't a room on its own but this guy had like this big fuck off wine selection in his kitchen but I had yeah. Did you say wine to get the most out of the fucking value? If you just said whiskey, it has said is Dalmar okay and produced a ten thousand pounds bottle. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. He could. He, he did offer us like whiskey and things like that. I just, I'm not actually. I fucking love wine. I love red wine. It's like my, yeah. it's my second favorite drink after beer. Is red wine. I can drink it. So you so, quid so if you just said Guinness, he'd had someone fly to the Con Cummins back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, we probably could have got whatever we wanted, but we stuck with the wine and he was going through his big like wine cellar and he was like, mm, I'll, I'll, we won't get a too too much of an expensive one. And I picked up, uh, I picked up one. It was like a Bordeaux or something. I was like, yeah, I like, I like Bordeaux. Sure. And he's like, oh, that one's a bit too expensive. I was like, well, how much is this? He's like, that bottle is like three grand. I was like, OK, fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about me? <laughs> and then he, he was like, let's drink this. I was like, how much is that? He's like, oh, it's only about 60 a bottle. We we're like, right, only about 60 a bottle. Jesus right. Let's crack on with it. He shows us downstairs. <laughs> this guy has a fucking cinema and a gym in the bottom of his house. Then he brings us upstairs and he's just showing us around and he has this whole place to himself. And we had to kind of get, we kind of, he liked to show off his wealth, but he wasn't being a prick about it. He was actually a really nice guy. Mm. And we started, we ended up playing a game, like guess the price of the house. And, you know, I started off with like 2 million. He was like, nah, 15. like 4 million. Close. It was 12 and a half. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I, I bet your friend was just sitting there going, why the fuck did I connect with these guys on this date? <laughs> yeah. No, no, she, did, she did so well. She was like, oh, this is going to be an amazing night. Let's have the best, yeah. like, fucking piss up with our mates as possible. Yeah, yeah that's true. Involve your mates, yeah. What, 12 and a half million for a fucking birthday present for your 21st? Jesus Christ. He's telling me, like, he knows, like, he got, like, letters from the princes when he's doing his A-levels, wishing him, like, good luck and stuff. And I was like, what am I doing here with this guy? Like, do you know? But he, yeah. we ended up just getting, like, really, really, really drunk off his expensive wine. Hmm. And well, we the just... cheap stuff for him. The cheap stuff for him, yeah. yeah. And we just ended up having, like, a really good party and it was just the four of us and it was like you could kind of tell that it must be hard for him to make friends because of his wealth and like where his family like come from you know he, he didn't go to like I don't know normal school I'd imagine <laughs> like he was probably homeschooled mm. he didn't go to social clubs or things like that he mm. he probably just grew up on his own with his parents and the baby the nanny or whatever mm. and so I think he was actually enjoying it having like a social interaction with people his age and you know nothing crazy 
crazy, crazy happened in particular. But what was crazy for me was just how we just went out for a pint and then two hours later, <laughs> I'm in this multi-million mansion in Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in a house. <laughs> Most expensive floor you've ever stood on. Yeah, Jesus. literally. That is mental. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> I like how you did that nice thing about, you know, about you were contemplating how his life's been. Yeah, I did yeah, think about it. Nice. I did think about it. Because I'm like, sure, he, like, you must have other millionaire friends and things like this. But then I was like, maybe he doesn't, mm. you know. Oh, he's a nice yeah. guy. And as soon as, yeah. as soon as we left, we turned to our mate. We were like, you have to fucking marry him. You do realise that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to. Has she dated him since? Or? No, they haven't, unfortunately. Uh... He was a lovely guy and everything, but she was just like, we are actually he, just uh, on the Is he still available? Yeah, I suppose it's hard. Is he single, <laughs> Charlie? Come on, yeah, no. <laughs> Do you still keep in contact? Yeah. Was he old? Was he he got an address? I could just turn up going, hello, my love. (laughs) You know how I told you, you're my best mate. You are my best mate. (laughs) (laughs) All I got with you, son, I don't give a fuck. Let me introduce you to the wonderful world of street drinking. I'll be like fucking Sagan rocking up. Be like, can I, can I come and, can I come and work out with you while we watch The Simpsons together? What's it? Um, what's what did you leave on the night or in the morning? Um, we left like early AM kind of thing. That, okay. One thing that when I realised what I was dealing with <laughs> was when we got to the when he got to the bar, uh, we were like, "What do you want to drink?" And he was like, "What do they sell?" And I was like, "Well, it's a bar. They sell anything." And he was like, "I've never been to a bar before." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> this guy's never been to like a, just a normal public bar before. Jesus, this is um, the how old weirdest... did you say he was? He was like twenty two, perhaps. I'm twenty five. Um, he was twenty two, twenty three. So he's even like Jesus. he's still younger than me. Bloody hell! Did you like expect him to like when he left his house? Just like a camera crew come up. It was like the weirdest episode of Secret Millionaire. I thought the two piss heads out. Yeah. I genuinely started to think he bumped before. into the Viscount Westminster because he's he's twenty three. So starting to makes sense. Oh it's God. concerning me. <laughs> Vice and what are you talking about, Chris? What do you mean about this guy? He's the youngest, you know, he's the youngest billionaire. Group? The youngest billionaire in history. He was about... And what he... He was, he was 21 when it happened and that was two years ago. And they said he'd never been to a... He'd been to bars but he'd never paid because he owns the bars. Because he owns all the land in Soho. Mm. What? Mental. Is that because his dad died or something? That's correct. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I'll be your this. daddy. If the Viscount's listening, <laughs> I'll be your daddy. Something else is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. Sad, that's sad, actually. That was a bad joke. I, mean, I want that on deleted. That, on that terrible Sorry note, that that's definitely staying in, you dodgy man. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was a rubbish joke. Now, Kim Nafal, Colin Cummins, and the £60 bottle of wine to the early oh, AM. Before... before- before we move on, actually, before, sorry about this, John. No, no, it's good. How do you know about this Viscount guy, Chris? This is a bit weird that you know so much about him. Do you, watch it, do, you read, do you read one of those magazines or something, those ones that have fox hunting on the cover and stuff? Yeah, you got to find How out, you, you got to call the foxes somehow, it's important. And ultimately, Cosmopolitan, is it? If there's, no. if there's single billionaires, be them male or female, I don't care, I'm going to try and get with those to live a pleasant life. We are generation fucked, and I'll take what I can by generation fucking. Happy with that? Nice. Mm. What I do? Jesus. What have you got, Mally? What has he been hiding for if, your house, Mally? If I wasn't holding a microphone, careful. I'd applaud that. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. Oh, my God. So, Lubmillas look over, Lacoupe the Foul, Con Cummins, and 60 pound bottle of wine to the LAM with Vice Count of Westminster. John, two more questions for you, and then you are free to live your life, sir. Um, at the last order in, we've got room for two things, as I'm sure you know. It's a bar snack and a drink. I have a feeling I know what drink you're going to choose, but what is your bar snack, sir? Uh, my bar snack, I'm actually keeping it very simple, right? Um, and yeah, okay, so we all love. Uh, you go to the pub, you get a packet of crisps with your pint, yeah? yeah? In Ireland, there's a bit of a debate between about crisps and what is the best crisp. Okay? Taters. Taters, no question asked, it's taters. Look, 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 look. this Fight is me. what I'm getting at. This is what I'm fucking getting at. Pick the place, <laughs> time I meet you, we'll battle. Fuck it, it's taters, come on. How do you know somebody might say tater? Taters were the first flavoured crisps, weren't they? They were. 
They were. Yeah. That's where um, cheese and onion crisp comes from. Yeah. It's from Tato. Oh, so, yeah. so, okay. so, John, what's, what's not better than a Tato or a Walker's as well? But what's not? Be- what's better, actually? Not better. I've just done a not better, but it should be a better. What, <laughs> build up. Build up me. again. So okay. it's, this, it's the same thing. It's a cheese and onion crisp, but it's the one that everyone's not arguing about. Either The argument is either Tato versus King. They're the two big boys in Ireland, right? The two big cheese and onion. Yeah, King Crisp. The two big cheeses. The two big cheeses. But then in the corner, <laughs> you have Manhattan. Manhattan cheese and onion sat in the corner. Um, and there's even memes about this, about like, because Manhattan cheese and onion, it's only come out in the past couple of years. But it is like... It's like you can only really get it in pubs rather than just shops. It's more something you mm. find in a pub. And this crisp was designed to be go down with a pint. Well, that is exciting. And it's that's going to be my bar snack is Manhattan What's, cheese and onion crisps because they are just a I'm, fucking godsend. I love it. After what you story. did with the Guinness, I want to know what makes this crisp good for a pint drinking. I think the cheese and onion, it's it's all about the cheese and onion, this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously. <laughs> Not the potato. Fuck the potato. Yeah, obviously, I mean, the crisp itself is good. Like, it it is good potato. We take our crisps very seriously at home. Like, you know, being potato country and all that shit. So you've got to eat them while you can in case they disappear again. Yeah, in case we all don't die, basically. <laughs> and hell. cheese and onion is the is the main one. And this cheese and onion, it's just like it's so strong in a good way. But when you like eat a crisp, and you're like, oh fuck me, I need to sip my pint. And the two of them just yeah. go hand in hand, and you could just sit there in this place, Con Cummins. You like it's just mandatory that you just get a pint of Guinness and a packet of Manhattan cheese and onion crisps. Okay, nice. You've sold them well. Can I ask one more question before we go on to your drink? Yeah. Manhattan isn't a place in Ireland, no. It, it's no... <laughs> no or is it? Because no. you know, New York's called Manhattan and America's named after loads of different places like New York yeah. from York and all uh, that. There's no place called Manhattan. It's not an old Irish town they no, named I've, after. No, I've no idea why the company have gone with the name Manhattan. Okay. But they... They're doing a they're doing a great job. Okay, good work, Manhattan crisps. Manhattan crisps is in. Um, what drink, sir? Drink. I was gonna go with Duvel, right? Duvel. Yeah, I was originally gonna go with Duvel, but one thing that I've noticed with it is that like it's starting to get kind of the wrong reputation with it being so high. It, and this is what happened to Stella. Like when you go to Belgium, like Stella Artois is not the type of drink that it is over here like over here it has this reputation like I love Stella right I'll drink it no problem nothing wrong with Stella but it does have this reputation of um, you know wife beater wife beater yeah. <laughs> hooligan yeah. sort of yeah but there's when you go to Belgium Stella is like this classy like it comes in this lovely glass I've I seen the brewery the brewery is a gorgeous building like do it, they I do did, the thing where they serve it and they take the knife and yeah, cut the frame off, off the, yeah yeah, 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 okay, that is an element of class to that. Yeah, they try and push that over here with their adverts. We're like, no, we know. We know it's just lies. <laughs> and what, what Stella have actually done, Stella have now reduced the alcohol percentage in the drink because of that, because they're trying to change its... Um, mm. So these kind of like, like that kind of pisshead mentality, they're not going to go for the highest percentage drink anymore because it's not Stella. So mm. they're trying to get like... They're trying to stop those kind of people from drinking it. So that's kind of what's happening with Duvel now. Sorry, John. Chris, what are you doing, man? You sound like a fucking Dalek. (laughs) There's something weird happening. There's like you keep hearing this weird noise, like the fucking TARDIS is appearing. Oh, there's, there's, a plane, there's a plane flying overhead, but do you want me to go speak to the air traffic okay. controls? Oh, no, the yeah, you know one of them. He, he gave you a banana the other week. You can tell him to shove his banana where it's. Yeah, sorry, I was like, I was like, there. What's Chris doing? Is Doctor Who visiting him? Um, sorry, John. So you were on Duvel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now Duvel is starting to get that um, that same sort of reputation where it's like the go-to drink now for just to get you absolutely shit-faced and mm. yeah, I don't oh. know because it's very cheap over so what- here. Like mm. I know in Belgium in the supermarket you pay like maybe 120 for a Duvel. Over here, you pay mm. like two quid in Sainsbury's or Tesco. But then like in Ireland, you pay like four quid for a bottle of it in the supermarket. So no one really drinks it because it's way too expensive. It is like, yeah. um, well, I just find that like it's starting to get that to, because Stella has gone down a percentage. Now they're all moving on to the Duvels just okay. to get you pissed fast, you know? But, yeah, so it's not Duvel. So it's not Duvel for that reason. I'm going to go with um, a nice glass of Pinot Noir from the... 
a vineyard I actually stayed on in France before near Strasbourg. And it was just the the nicest fucking wine I've ever had that the next time I was back in France, we had like our manager had to kind of drive us around while we like did our shows or whatever. And I knew we were like coming near we were going to be driving past where this vineyard was before, but it was like an hour detour. And I was like, no, I don't give a fuck. We're going to this vineyard. <laughs> um, an hour we- detour. <laughs> well, I made us go back I to this vineyard. fucking convinced the resort held him at gunpoint. One of them. Yeah, yeah, that's a like, lot red of wine on my face or I'm going to have your fucking blood. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing was, is when the people who run this vineyard can't speak a word of English and we can't speak a word of French, our manager can. So, so it's basically like, right, you're going to drive us to this vineyard and then when we get out, you're going to speak to them and they're going to give us some free wine and then after we're like nicely drunk, we'll buy a load of the bottles off them and leave, okay? And <laughs> they're like, yeah, fine, let's do it. So we did. And we arrived up at like 11 o'clock in the morning because we, we were detouring <laughs> from like the north down to like mid-France. It was like a long drive. But I was like, no, we're stopping. So we ended up arriving at like 11 a.m., like half 11. And they're really nice people. They brought us in and they just... They bring you in, sit you down, give you some glasses, and they just let you taste everything. Like they're they're really, really, really generous as well. And the funny thing was, is like they give you like the bucket for you to spit it back out after you've tasted it. <laughs> we're like, nah, fuck that. We're we're, yeah. we're drinking this. So yeah. we end up having like six or seven glasses of wine. It's about twelve o'clock today. We're pissed drunk, and we're like, yeah, let's let's just buy buy loads of it. We bought like loads of bottles off them to do us like a couple of months, and it's. It's a Pinot Noir and the um, the the fucking name the name of the oh my god the name of the vineyard is Domaine Verling in Alsace. Okay, Domaine Verling in Alsace. Their Pinot Noir. It's yeah. That's that's my drink to the menu. I think this is the classiest drink we've ever had on the final drink. No, because the image I've got in my head is like you know John and the and the rest of the touring crew get down to the vent like. Two, three hours later, and they're like, Where the fuck have you been? And they like slide the van door open, and like yeah. dozens of wine bottles just fucking pouring yeah, out with John. Like, yeah, yeah, empty wine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm better than the So it's better than a sixty quid bottle of wine in um it actually West it, London. It, it yeah. counts yeah. as yeah, way better, yeah. way way better. Alrighty, uh, it's in. I do, I do actually think that is the classiest. Somebody actually went to the vineyard, bought the wine, no matter what state they got in, mm-hmm. but. They went to the vineyard. He's named a vineyard to buy wine as a yeah, small production vineyard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps the classiest guest we've had on this podcast, John Cleary. <laughs> and we went for the Administrative Coffee in Prague, Le Coupe de Fowl in Belgium. We went for the Concomins in Newbridge, Duncan Visit of Oldbridge. We learned about that trip to the Count's house. We've gone for Manhattan crisps, not Tater, not Kings. Fuck off, Manhattan only. And then we've gone for the classiest drink ever, the Pinot Noir, Dormant Voling in Alsace. Thank you, John. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming yeah. on, mate. Would you like to plug anything? Your Instagram, your spotlight. What's going on? Where can I find you? If you um, want to be found. Yeah, look, if you want to follow me, go to Instagram and I'm at Cleary192. Um, yeah, Cleary192 on Instagram. That's the only thing I have to plug at the moment. There's not much going on with me right now, so that'll be it. You might start <laughs> a, a wine Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for this week's guest, Mr. John Cleary. And if you've got a better pint of Guinness in the con comments, come on, let us... And uh, if your stories don't end with uh, one minute, I was looking at Buckingham Palace... And then we got out. Feel free to t- tell us at the Podical Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Let's see if we can keep it classy for next week. See you then. Cheers. Boom. But that was a rubbish nice. outro, wasn't it? No, nah, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they are what they are.